0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Chat and Chill with Providence Hill. My name is Elliot Gravett. I'm the principal broker here at Providence
1: Hill. Hey, I'm, uh, guys, good to see you. Dawson Boyer here, one of the owners here at Providence Hill. Excited to hang out with you all on our first ever podcast.
0: Absolutely, very excited.
2: And I'm Caleb Boyer, one of the other
0: owners. Um, happy to be here today. Yeah. So, uh, just tell you a little bit about our brokerage. Obviously, we are excited to uh, be in this area. We're right here located at the Tucko Shopping Center. We're three owners um, in one uh, firm, if you will. And uh, we love serving our clients before, during, and after. It's a big deal for us. So we are just tell a little bit about our story, how we got into real estate and
1: uh, how we formed our brokerage and things like that. So Dawson, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into real estate? Yeah. So I think um, my senior year of college at VMI, I was finishing up college and I was interested in real mm-hmm. estate. I don't really know why, but I um, just something that seemed fascinating to me, but it was 2008, and the bubble had just burst, and the housing economy was in a free fall. I thought a great time to get into real estate. Just <laughs> thought, I'd, thought I'd hop in and catch the ride down. But um, I actually ended up going and working for a New Market Corporation downtown Richmond. A great company. Got a great job working in human resources over there. Got to learn about um, business and negotiations, um, hiring people, vetting people. So it was a really Um, Great job for me, laid a really strong foundation, Um, but about a year, year and a half in, kind of still was having that um, desire to look further into real estate, and so I um, started pursuing that in March of 2010, and got in fully in August of 2010, and the rest is kind of history. Jumped in, the market was still pretty depressed, but... um, Fortunately, it had bottomed out and was kind of able to build my business from there. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing your story. Hey, Caleb, tell us a little bit about how you uh, got in the
0: business as well.
2: Yeah, um, I graduated from VMI in 2011, um, studied international studies and political science, Mm -hmm. great liberal arts degree. I was thinking about the military, doing something in the sector of politics, state government, um, but ultimately ended up. In the construction industry, I'd had kind of a lifelong interest there. Um, just working with contractors, being home on summers um, from school and even in high school. Uh, so was in that industry um, for about five years out of college. Um, worked for commercial companies, uh, residential companies. Uh, eventually got my Class A contractor's license. Started my own company. Um, and I was doing that for a while, doing additions and renovations on homes um, and worked, did a lot of projects on my own, worked for a couple of builders, got a lot of great experience there and really loved that. I um, was trying to grow a business organically and, due to some back injuries, just couldn't really take that down mm-hmm. the specific path that I was looking at. And so, after some time, I thought about maybe looking at different careers. Um, and around that time, dawson's business was starting to grow mm-hmm. um and he was looking to expand uh and so he brought me on uh we started the boyer group i really took that to the next level absolutely you know, I really springboarded this whole thing yeah. from that point in time no doubt. uh and yeah i've been doing it five years ever since and still hold my contractor's license but fortunately we've been uh blessed to where this thing's taken up every minute that i have for <laughs> a career so um, I'm grateful for that and grateful for the knowledge from that to offered to clients and even other agents within the firm. Um, and you guys just having that background and that knowledge, I think, has been useful, especially when initially getting started out. But
0: I bet you it's fun hearing both about the things that you guys did before you got into real estate. They both have served you guys well, mm-hmm, negotiating yeah. contracts, things like that, but also your side on the construction I mean, I know we've come to you with uh, inspection item, things like that. And you've been able to give a lot of uh, great guidance on that stuff. So it's funny that both of your careers had nothing to do with real estate. Well, you obviously had construction, but nothing to do with buying and selling homes. But they both were uh, very valuable to what we're doing today. So it's awesome. Right. Yeah. And what, tell you a little bit about what me. What about you, yeah. man? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to prayer. No. um, <laughs> I got here, um, I was coaching college basketball uh, for a while and then um, Emily and I, my wife wanted to start a family so we decided to slow down and come back to Richmond, Virginia where I'm from originally and um, she had gone to pharmacy school here at MCV and that's when we met and at that point um, I got a job at St. Chris and I was teaching and coaching there and then I got the head basketball job at the Stewart School and taught PE and coached there and then after a while you know, frankly, I I really loved coaching, and I had a passion for that, and I had a passion for coaching and 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 helping people, uh, you know, do things that they thought they never could do, if you will. And um, with that being said, um, but I didn't love teaching; it wasn't as enjoyable to me. Not that I did a bad job with it, but just wasn't as enjoyable. Um, so uh, one of my mentors, and actually a guy who works in our firm, John McGurn, um, kind of took me under his wing and said, hey, I'd really love for you to come partner with me and some things, and I'll teach you the business. And I was so blessed and fortunate to have John uh, be my original realtor when I first got uh, my first home with Emily. And um, also, he mentored me, and we shared an office together for uh, a bunch of years at REMAX Commonwealth, and um, I learned a ton from John. So I was really appreciative of that. Um, So that's kind of how I got in. And this this isn't your first podcast, is it? It It's not my first podcast. I've done this a few times, so... Um, Well, tell me a little bit about, um, Dawson, so Caleb already kind of alluded to this, but that you kind of started growing your business, and you added Caleb to your team, and you all became the Boyer Group, and tell me a little bit about that, and kind of your experience at Long & Foster.
1: Yeah, so as my business started to grow, um, first off, I was probably three years in, and I hired a a part-time assistant, Mm -hmm. and then after about a year and a half, he found full-time employment and moved on, Mm -hmm. and so the business had continued to grow, so brought on a full-time assistant um and you know as we continued to grow the business then realized we needed additional help on the agent side um in the meantime we'd also hired another part-time assistant so it was me a full-time assistant and a part-time assistant um but then you know there's just there weren't enough hours in the day so fortunately Caleb was um looking to switch careers and so I kind of floated it out there to him And he spent some time thinking about that and whatnot. And then um, fortunately, he ended up coming on. So, you know, it was me, Caleb as the agents, and then full-time assistant and part-time assistant. And, you know, our, our business just continued to grow. You know, I think from my first year, I did 11 deals to probably four or five years later, when Caleb had joined, I think that last year, we were we were close to 85, 90 deals. Wow, that's a lot of deals. Um, yeah, and so, I mean, we were cranking. And then in the meantime, you know, you and I had known each other forever, and mm-hmm. um, we had chatted on and off for years about potentially um, linking up. And so, you know, eventually in 2017, that's kind of where my growth with my team and um, kind of where your growth kind yeah. of – found a way to merge. I know it was kind of funny. We we were single off agents at the time,
0: and and we'd get together and have lunch and talk all about, like, wouldn't it be fun if we kind of partnered this thing together? And I kind of served from, like, the near West End all the way out to Short Pump, and you kind of did near West End all the way to kind of Churchill area, and Hanover and Chesterfield, we did all that stuff as well. And and then we kept getting together and talking about it and kept getting together and talking about it. Every six months we'd have lunch and my wife finally said to me one time, like, all right, you two need to stop talking about this or you need to do it. Like, I'm sick of you talking about like partnering with Dawson, like either do it or stop talking about it. I think at that point I was like, all right, well, there there must be something to this because we keep coming back to it. We keep coming back to the opportunity, the idea that we possibly could partner together. So um, yeah, so tell you a little bit about my background and then how we kind of got together Um, I was at REMAX Commonwealth and um, was able to start a team there and had a couple uh, full-time agents. My wife was part-time as an admin for us. John McGurn was also in the office with us and, and doing things with us as well. And I think at that point we just kind of started to think, what if we had some, uh, a team that wasn't the LA gravity team, but it was a, a team that had kind of a ambiguous name, if you will. And I don't mean that, but like a, a name that wasn't about solely about one person. And then at that point, Dawson and I were starting to have this conversation about like, I think it's now time for us to partner up and bring our two teams together. And so, um, it felt like the right time and everybody was kind of on board, not kind of, everybody was on board with that opportunity and that idea. And so back in March of 2017, I believe. We started putting the pieces together to, to pull our two teams together and started going through a branding process and a naming process and things like that. And that's how we came up um, that's what we came up with the name Providence Hill. So Dawson, I'll let you kind of talk about that name yeah. and how that process came about. Yeah, and I think you
1: said it too. Back when we were taking our two teams and merging into one, it, it really was about creating a brand mm-hmm. that everyone who was part of that could be excited about and felt like right. they were promoting this brand that they had ownership of versus – Kind of trying to promote our names, right? Um, and and so yeah, so we, we started this process with a a company that was located in Scotts Edition at the time, a marketing and branding company, and you know it was a really fun process of sitting down and just looking at pictures and colors and sometimes not so fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, having to like try to pull this thing together. Yeah, and um, we spent we spent quite a few months doing it, and then you know coming up with the name was funny because. You know, you talk about it, you know, I might have come up with a genius idea that you didn't like, and then you had a genius idea I didn't like, or, you know, a name was thrown out as a joke, but then someone liked it, or a name was thrown out seriously, but you thought it was a joke, and then that was awkward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it's a lot of fun banter, but really the, the spirit behind it was trying to figure out something that was this brand that indicated and... Spoke this message to the general public that we wanted to be your guide, the person taking care of you, and have a perspective or be able to give you a perspective that gave you confidence um, and comfortability in the process of buying or selling a home. So, as we were working through this um, for months, we finally had been through, you know, probably a hundred different names and variations of names. Um and I was driving back from the river and I passed this road and it just caught my eye because it's just a little small road and I saw the street sign and it it was called Providence Road. And And I remember you sending us the picture, right? Literally sending us the picture in the text, like I, showing us what it looked like. I literally like turned the car around yeah. with our two young kids in there. My wife's like, What are, we're leaving, why are we? Did, did you forget something? What are we doing here? <laughs> no, I found the name. Right. I found yeah. it. Yeah. Uh it found me. Yeah. Um and so we um so we loved the word providence because it was like divine providence, mm-hmm. a plan, um, something bigger than ourselves. Yeah. And then hill hill had always been in it because we were like you have a vantage point from a hill stronghold um, stronghold, and then the seven hills of Richmond, and, it, and we went with Providence Hill because Providence Hills felt a little <laughs> too essy at the end, you know. Yeah, that's right. So um, so it was it was it was. And it was one of those things, too. It just felt right. Like, you know, a lot of times people are like, when will I know which house I'm going to buy? Right. And it's like, you just, people, so often they walk into a house and they just have this feeling. They're like, this is where I want to live. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things we'd kicked around so many names and something just wouldn't sit right. Mm-hmm. But when we finally kicked that name around, it was like, it sat right and it felt like... Felt, felt like home. Felt like home, you know? Absolutely. So, um, so, yeah. So, from then, you know, from there, we just took the name and we had the colors and the brand and started building the brand and um it's been it's been a great a great name and a great brand since 2017 yeah absolutely so back um we're because we're coming up right here on a year this is our first
0: anniversary um of the firm of the firm so so how cool is that we had the brand and we're a large team and then we decided decided to uh, break off and start our own firm and so, we're right here at a one year anniversary, which is so exciting. We're, we're really pumped, and we've got 20 agents now. And um, so, we love the, the people who work at our firm. We've got great admin and take great care of us and things like that. So, it's, it's really been a great experience. But I want, I want Caleb, maybe you to talk a little bit, because you kind of piloted this part of it. Talk a little bit about the construction part of this office where we're currently at, 419 North Ridge Road.
2: Yeah. Um, so, let's see. All goes back a little over 12 months ago. Yeah. I think it was April 21st. Around that
1: time, where when well, this place this place was a gem, you just had to polish yeah. it a little bit, right? <laughs> Is, that, so a little quick yeah. Is that
2: what it was? Just a little yeah. little shoe shine. There's yeah. some paint. There's some LVT flooring. <laughs> you know the regular stops. Uh No, it was a disaster, as y'all know. Um, I mean, it's great space and a great location. It's perfect for. And what
0: was here before? Just to remind the viewers and listeners.
2: Yeah, it was um,
0: an impulse. Impulse.
2: Yeah, consignment. Like consignment furniture. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh. Huh. Uh. So yeah, furniture store for 25 years I guess and they had this our space and the space next door which mm-hmm. was connected at the time and probably had not been touched in <laughs> in those years yeah, absolutely. Um and after some demo and find you know a little uh discovery uh and investigate we found that it was probably a gym of some sort prior to that. And how did um, you know that? Well there's showers everywhere. <laughs> That's right. There was like Behind seven showers. you would tear down. <laughs> That's right. There's another shower. That's right. Um, which actually brought us a lot of extra square footage we didn't know we'd have, but that was good. But no, I think, you know, we wanted to create a design um, that obviously the two of you helped it with a lot and had input, but come up with something that has that open concept feel, but also to build good culture um, and connectivity within the office synergy, right. if you will. Right. Um, But we also know, like, when we're on the phone and stuff, and sometimes in certain transactions, you just need some privacy. So one of that open concept feel, but also some compartmentalization so people could feel like they can do their business, they can kind of get away if they need, but also be connected. And um, honestly, I feel like that and then coming across the glass wall systems that we put in, really, it's really we built the space around this glass wall concept so that people could have their own designated space, but also feel connected, feel together and feel like they can collaborate. Cause obviously that's a huge, um, piece of what we value. And so it's really that, so somewhere that's comfortable to bring mm-hmm. our clients in, uh, but then somewhere where agents can learn and grow and collaborate, spread out, but also, you know, hunker down if they need. So it, the planning process, um, you know, going through permitting can always be challenging, but once we got a plan together, got our permits, uh, Amazingly, we'd knocked out the project in 10 weeks. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, which, uh, especially given just the environment right now with construction materials and tradespeople, uh, was just short, not, nothing short of a miracle, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but we really did just, I mean, a few of the trades we used were people I'd known and had relationships with for years prior. But a couple of people that really like spirited, spearheaded it, pushed it along, uh, were folks that I just gotten connected with um, through either traits people I'd used in the past that couldn't do it or um, other contractor friends that, um, you know, just said, hey, try this guy. And you kind of just went down this rabbit trail until you found somebody. Um, But they were incredible. And, you know, a lot of the credit is due to them. So, So, yeah, I mean, we broke ground, if you will. I guess that was like the first week of September. And then we were moving in um, the –
1: Right before Thanksgiving, week, right? Yeah, Thanksgiving
2: yeah. last week in November. Yeah. Um, so the process went great. I think it's served our needs, and we're still putting some finishing touches on it just to make it feel more like home. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it was it was quite the undertaking. Um, but especially with, you know, at that point having taken over the former team and still selling in this crazy market um so we're just really fortunate you know put our head yeah, down and did great job everybody pitched in from installing demoing some stuff to installing ceiling tiles so i think that probably uninstalling, ceiling, uninstalling tiles. ceiling tiles yeah, put them back <laughs> so yeah it was fun
0: well you did a great job it looks great so and i've you know as people walk through and we've had our we had a big open house right when we opened up our our clients were really blown yeah. away by the pride, and anybody who's walked in have said, "Man, this is a really sharp looking office." So, yeah. you did a great job with that. Hey, D, I want to switch over to you for a second. Talk a little bit about culture here. Just talk yeah.
1: about what do we stand for. What is so about? Yeah, so we spent a lot of time, um, you know, coming up with our mission and values. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I think for us with our values, we we chose five words basically, and the and we put them in an order such that the first letter of each word going down spells raise. Okay. And and for us, it was, you know, our industry is so vast. Mm-hmm. The barriers of entry are, are very low to get in, but it's a really hard industry to stay in. I think the attrition rate's about 85% mm-hmm. at the end of the, the first year. And so for us, it was, you know, we wanted to create a firm and a culture where people came in and our efforts were geared towards raising the bar of the industry. Okay. As we work with people helping them more than likely selling their most valuable asset. We wanted them to know if they saw the Providence Hill real estate brand come across, whether in advertisement or they were driving down the road and saw a sign, they were going to know that that was a firm that that stood for integrity, excellence, um, and was going to get the job done in a way that um, really maximized our benef- the benefits of our clients and help them achieve their goals. And um, so that's kind of to the to the consumer, if you will. But then within these four walls, you know, just creating a, a place both for, um, you know, our admin and employees that was safe, fun um, fulfilling mm-hmm. to come to work because they come every day and they have to hang out with us. So, That's right. Know. That's a full time job in uh, itself. You know it is. And then, um, and then for the agents, just a place where, again, going back to Caleb's work and in the design here, people people felt proud to bring their clients into the office space. Mm-hmm. They took a lot of pride in the brand, the space, um, creating camaraderie amongst the agents because you know we always joke. We're like this this job it'll it'll cut you and watch you bleed. You know. Right. And 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 that even going back to when I formed a team, part of it part of it was out of um, business growth, but a big part of it was just, you know, you'd have a big win, or a big, you know, loss, and you know, go home and share it with Corey, and she, she'd she'd like feel for me or be excited for me, but she couldn't really relate. And it it's so often such a lone wolf job. It is for sure. Um, and then therefore, a lot of times it just feels like you're a lone survivor, you right. know, and so. Um, so again I think just even the design of the space and in different events and trainings and fun stuff and um, community outreach things we do creating opportunities and experience for the agents to come together mm-hmm. get to know each other and and build friendships and relationships that that go beyond you know the transactions but um, you know if someone has something pop up in their personal life they feel like they can call another agent in the office who they're not partnered with officially, right. but says like, hey, this thing happened. Can you help me out this weekend? Or um, Yeah, it does feel
0: like there's a lot of great synergy right now in the firm right. that everyone's willing to kind of pitch in and help each other out. So I, I totally appreciate that. Yeah,
2: yeah that's, that's definitely been unique, which you, know, you always hope that people will collaborate Kind of to that end, but you know, because at the end of the day, a lot of people that work in here could be competitors. Sure. Um, but they're still pulling together and pulling resources. And in some cases, some folks have partnered together, which mm-hmm. is exciting to see them, you know, build
1: and stretch themselves in those ways. And even to partner together just on a, a one off or, yeah. or a couple projects mm-hmm. and then gone back to kind of their thing um, and, and leveraged each other's expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been super cool. It's, it's definitely not like a siloed place. Sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, I want to switch topics for a second because
0: obviously we love talking about ourselves and we love to tell you about how we built this thing and, and, it, and it's in good shape. And obviously we want to continue to grow it and make it even better as we, as we get older. But I want to hear a little bit about what the people actually want to know about. They actually want to know about what's going on in the marketplace. So, Caleb, tell us a little bit about what's going on currently in the marketplace. What are you seeing out there? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, over the last,
2: really since the pandemic, that has really shaken things up. And, you know, I remember back in March... Just thinking is this whole thing gonna fall apart going
0: to I think we I think we all we're all a little uh, like yeah, yeah yeah I think
2: people were wondering if the world's gonna fall apart so you know it's unknown and in a hundred percent commission job which obviously a lot of people's jobs were at risk at that point but mm-hmm. you do just wonder what's gonna happen so um, and as we know now I mean if you've read a news article you've seen that um, the real estate market's been on a burner for the last you know eight 24 months mm-hmm. right um, so steady market through 2020. Uh, where we kind of had that delayed spring market which is usually when we see the most inventory coming on mm-hmm. um, in our area when we see uh most buyers out um so a lot more inventory a lot more competition but again as many people know inventory has been super scarce um and so yeah we're still feeling the effects of that we're feeling the effects of 2008 um when you know new construction stopped mm-hmm. uh and so I, th- I think we're eight years behind on wow. new construction um and and they're building like they're like there's no tomorrow but they just can't keep up yeah and i mean they're i i was reading an article recently um i think basically we need to be doing one and a half times more than what we're building now to catch up in the next five years yeah, so yeah. it's a supply and demand issue but from that we've seen incredible growth which okay. has been forced through these competitive market situations. So you're seeing multiple offers on just about every single house that goes on the market. I mean, we joke sometimes, and you've probably seen some of the, like, GIFs and stuff that, like, it's a, you know, doll playhouse, and it's on the market for (laughs) $300,000. But, you know, I think the joke also is if it has three walls and a roof, you know, it's going to go to multiple offers. And to a certain extent, that it's a joke, but kind of tongue-in-cheek. Um don't even need that for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, you just need a shelter. You need a roof over your head. So yeah, I mean it's been insane, and people have had to do pretty crazy things to compete, mm-hmm. you know, waiving inspections, waiving the appraisal. Uh going, you know, a lot of times I'd say in the beginning of the spring this year, which was really like January, February, it was hey, you need to go 15, 20% over, wave the inspection, wave the appraisal to be competitive. Um, and that was true. Uh and I mean People throw in other crazy things like, you know, if they're a chef, we're going to throw in a meal once a month for you if you get us the house and uh, doctors offering services for free for, you know, a segmented period of time. So seeing stuff like that, it's kind of like this is almost a joke. This is crazy, but it does feel like with, you know, interest rates have gone up about two points since December, which has been an extremely That you know from roughly, or actually three, some from roughly three percent to six percent, yeah. Um, and now we're starting to see trends occurring from that inflation, and I think we see this at this point in time every year. But buyer fatigue, you know, people are starting to see that the weather is warmer. They've been hunting for houses for the last several months mm-hmm. and they're just tired of spending their time doing that. So I do think... They're, they're ready to go sit on the beach with a corona, man. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need a house if yeah. I got a beach That's right. and sleep out there. Um, but yeah, it, it seems like a lot of variables are now kind of compounding to where we may see things shifting a little bit, um, and which I think is really positive. Yeah. Um, I think we could see you know, us getting to moving toward a healthier market. Now, supply isn't getting fixed anytime soon. We know that. That's right. Um, But unfortunately, just with the run that home prices have been on, um, affordability being impacted through the interest rate, the reality is it's just going to knock some people out of the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Um, So you'll have a little bit less demand. And so I think hopefully we'll see, you know, this rapid and exponential growth kind of taper off a little bit, balance out. Um, But I think- Supply is still an issue, so it's going to stay strong. Um, it's a great time to be selling; it's still, a seller's market, and I don't know when the end will be in sight
0: for that. You mean you don't have a crystal ball and you can't see it?
2: Well, no, I don't have it to share with you. Okay, oh.
0: fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs>
1: Good answer.
0: Classic. I thought we were partners in this, um, <laughs> Dawson. What are you seeing out there in the marketplace?
1: Yeah, I, I think um, I think it's obvious through COVID and people being able to work remotely that. Um, Richmond kind of, in a way, finally got discovered Mm. by people from larger cities. And, um, you know, you come to Richmond and the real estate taxes are less, cost of private school is less, but there's also phenomenal public school options. Um, And, you know, the affordability for people coming from outside was huge. Right. They essentially, you know, we talked to clients. Home homes in the best areas in Richmond might have been pushing two eighty to three hundred dollars a square foot, but if you're coming from parts of Nova and New England and Maryland or Atlanta, I mean, you're talking eight hundred to fifteen hundred dollars a square foot. Right, right. So they come down here, and even if they push the prices up thirty percent, it's still fifty percent off for them.
0: Yeah, there's a good discount.
1: Right, and so, um, and that also with that brought a ton of cash. Right. And so, you know, so for me, I think, you know, people are like, well, it's been this crazy run. When's the bubble going to burst? And, you know, I think in talking with other very like real estate developers, um, commercial people, larger business owners, Mm -hmm. again, it's that Richmond kind of got discovered and the value, the value, the ability to buy at lower prices in Richmond it finally rose mm-hmm. because it, it, Richmond was kind of this hidden gem for yeah. so long. And so I think what we, what we have seen was like Richmond catching up. Right. And now, like Caleb was saying, between inflation, interest rates. Um, I think we might start to see some of this competitive nature level off. But, you know, you try to tell people, you know, people hear, oh, it's changing. They think crash. It's not a crash. It's like it's like it's going from volume 10 to volume 8. It's still loud. Right. It just is in volume 10. Right. So, yeah, I think this summer will be interesting because like Caleb said, I mean, some of these buyers out here have been losing for two years yeah. and they come out heavy and strong for three to six months and then they just get burnt out. Mm-hmm. And usually the summer is when they take off to try to <laughs> lick their wounds. And, sure. um But but for others, it's it's a great time to, to get in because there might be a little less Absolutely. competition. Yeah. So. But, yeah, so, I mean, I would say the Richmond market is is strong. The fundamentals are strong. And, um, you know, I think for those who own in Richmond, they're going to enjoy, you know, appreciation. Maybe obviously not at the same rate we've seen over the last two years, but very blue chip um, in the Richmond market. Great. Hey, well, once again,
0: we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. Like this is episode number one. We hope to have lots more. Uh, yeah, hope to have lots more episodes and we want to keep bringing you value, right? So we we plan on having other agents in our firm uh, come down, sit down and talk with us a little bit about their business and how they help their clients. Also, we'll probably get experts throughout the real estate field to come in and sit down with us and talk through um, what they do and how they're a part of that process. So Feel free to keep tuning in to Chat and Chill with Providence Hill. And we're so thankful that you did. And we hope to see you next time. Um, hey, we're going to uh, touch on tons of different topics, obviously. And if there's anything that you want to talk about or have any questions you want to ask us and bring up some topics to us, we're glad to explore those. And please find us if you have any questions for us or you just want to see what we're doing out there. Find us on uh, Providence Hill RVA on Instagram and Facebook, and then as well as our, our websites phrehomes.com. So we hope you check us out. Come find us on those spots, like us, share us. Can't wait to see you next month.